Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of Passion and Potential. Holy baloney, we made it to 20. So today's episode is actually a pre-recorded um, episode that me and my friend Morgan Weingord did a couple weeks ago. She's a professional graphic designer and we just kind of talked through a series of points. Um, we didn't really have like an agenda, I just kind of let the microphone roll. But if I had to summarize what we talk about, uh, we talk about the pivotal points in your career and like turning points and growth and closing chapters and opening new ones and complacency. And nonetheless, it's a really, really good episode. When I was editing, honestly, I was like cry laughing because there's just so many parts where we just get ridiculous. So I hope you also laugh and take away um, a lot of good smiles and giggles from this episode. And that being said, I'll just let you listen and you can hear for yourself what we ranted and rambled about a few weeks ago. Have known always inside me that I was attracted to things that weren't status quo, that weren't normal. So I was always then attracted to people who weren't doing that. Okay. And so it didn't matter if like they were just starting out. I was like already enamored at the fact that like they just freaking started. Yeah, like holy And like crap. they're doing it. Like yeah. you have a business name. Like you created that. Like you went and did that job. Like holy crap, like you just did everything that I know that I want to do but I haven't done and that is like frustrating and okay. crippling. And like Okay. And it's taken me a really long time I think to like build that confidence. And going back to the whole taking risks, like yeah. It, so taking risks is not like your favorite. No, it's not my favorite <laughs> by any stretch of the means. But it's something that goes hand in hand with not doing something that this is normal. Quo, like, oh yeah, I'm not a worker bee. Like I'm never ever gonna be that. And I knew that the moment I left college. Like, I, I mean, I fell into freelancing and stuff like that. And yeah. I never fully accepted that that was okay. So how come you didn't expand on the freelancing? So like I know you said that like you you decided like maybe like that like that niche wasn't like the niche you were in wasn't quite for you but like what like what made you decide to go work for someone else basically? Uh stability. Okay. Um I didn't I I had two options basically, which was to continue to do what I was doing and actually get serious about it. Okay. And then, of course, there's all these unknowns. <laughs> um, or, you know, it would be really nice just to – the thought of 9 to 5 was – or 8 to 5, whatever people work. Yeah. <laughs> that was enticing to me because guaranteed money. Yep. You have the benefits. I knew what it was like to pay for my own benefits. Yeah. It's not fun. It's expensive. You have crappy deductibles, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, Go on and on. And I was like, it'd be nice to just pay, like, 40 bucks for my health insurance, like, get guaranteed money, like, and also still work in the same line of work that I'm in. And it was also something that I hadn't really done. So you're curious. Yeah. It was more of a curious thing because, you know, like, for internships, for example, it's like I worked at a really large corporation I worked at a medium size, I worked at a small size because okay. I needed to know where, what did I What are my like? options? Where did I fit? And freelancing just fell in my lap afterwards okay. and it was, I easily adapted to it. I loved it. I loved being able to take my computer everywhere I went and stuff. And the, 
as the, I did that for three years, so like it's the longer longer you do that, there's a lot of like ups and downs to that. You have to navigate through it, and I like I said, I never got serious about it. Okay. And I didn't 100% have the support from the people around me as well. Um, and so I think if somebody has that, uh, my mom was always like, you could do this. Like, you can, like, this can be, like, your job. Yeah. You know, like, you can get serious about it. And she was, like, my main cheerleader on that. But there's these, you know, other voices there that it's like, when are you, like, going to get a real job? Oh, my like, God, I heard that so you many know? times. And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm making money. Isn't that, like, having a job? Just because I get to wear my pajamas all day long doesn't yeah. mean that, like... <laughs> It's not a job. So much in my early 20s, I, I kid you not, like, literally, I'd, people be like, oh, what do you do? And I'd be like, oh, I'm a professional photographer. And they're like, oh, and what's your real job? <laughs> I'm like, that's my real job. That's so rude. Am I supposed to do, do something Don't say else? that to somebody. Gosh. I'm like 20, 21 years old. I'm like, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, you don't want me to do go work at Dairy Queen? Oh, like, like, what? Like, is that more of a real job? It's like- funny because your story is like opposite of mine. I got right out of like high school and went straight into corporate. Mm. And then went to like freelance and opening the business and doing my own thing. Whereas yours was like you went into freelance and then went into corporate. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And that was because, I mean, like I, I guess it was like a curiosity thing. Mm. And I also, so like in college I had like, dreams of like where would be my dream job and like for the longest time it was like working at Bath and Body Works okay and I was like if I I remember distinctly saying this if my job was to just to design the coupons that go in the bag I'd be set I love that like that was it that's okay. like that was like the pinnacle for me I okay. was like I want I want to do these things and I missed the deadline for that and like it was I was always super last minute with things but <laughs> I got a really great internship um at a retail design firm and so it was tons of exposure. I designed 120 grocery stores. Like, they accepted my Holy whole crap. design pitch for Food Lions, a grocery store in, like, southern yeah, states. I, yeah. And uh, did stuff for, like, Whole Foods and, like, Petco and, like, all oh of these, like, really high exposure places. And at the time, you know, that was like, okay, if I obviously missed the boat for Bath & Body Works, like, let's do something, like, really, like, okay. I want people to see me. Like, that was the okay. big thing. And I did that. I was in a corporate environment and wasn't satisfied. No. <laughs> wasn't satisfied at all. I was like, okay, this is cool. I can say all these things. I have, like, stuff in my portfolio for this. Like, but what does it matter? If, like, if you're not getting joy out of it. Exactly. And, and so, you know, I went home with not – I didn't have a plan or anything. I just had a previous boss at a really small agency in Cleveland and – He's like, hey, we have a project. You want to freelance? And that's what started. Just one project started that three-year okay. thing. A freelance. Yes. Yeah. And then you experience those... Roller coasters. Roller coasters, <laughs> yeah. I mean, those where you have like, oh my gosh, I'm so rich. Oh my gosh, I'm so poor. <laughs> you know, like your influx of invoices. Like, I, I didn't have the... I didn't have a grasp on it. Like, yeah. now I know, like, okay, you need to have some areas in there for your passive income. Like, yep. something yep. that is constantly, like, cyclical in there. And you can have these larger projects in there. So, you know, I got I got the insight from it now. So, I gave up. I gave up is is very simple way of saying it. And 
I had another attachment, which was working at American Greetings. I then thought, like, okay, okay. <laughs> I need to, like, prove this to myself. Like, <laughs> I can, like, get in at American Greetings and, like, do good stuff there. And I got in, and it was really difficult. And then I learned that it used to be more difficult once you get in there. And, you know, spend a year not in a position that was even creative. I was like Ugh. the post of a, the life of a card is so like So once again you were not yeah. you were not feeling passionate. No. I, I was chasing something that I could be passionate about. Um you know, and I gave it a good effort and I gave it good, some time. Good for you for trying. And so like I didn't fully um dismiss all of my clients that I had. I just kept one, which yeah. is my current full time job. And so to phase myself out of American Greetings, I, you know, started working part-time. And then ultimately I was like, okay, well, I dissolved all of my freelance contacts. And so it kind of left me at like, okay, this is the next thing then. This is the next step. This is the next step. Yeah. And so, you know, fast forward that two and a half years, total like four years, like, you know. But fast forward that, it's like, okay, another season of change and (laughs) so what I'm okay so what I am catching on to though that I think you're not giving yourself enough credit for is that one you're really good at pivoting yeah you're really good at pivoting scrappy like (laughs) yeah like most people would just stay in the job for 12 years and be like it is what it is and so like earlier you said that you're not good at making decisions but actually I think you are because you do eventually end up making them. Eventually. Maybe you don't do it impulsively, <laughs> right. which is okay, but like, <laughs> or within a reasonable time frame. <laughs> well, I, the fact that you're even doing it though, not it's not something a lot of yeah. people can say honestly. Like, it's something that's really challenging, and you're really good at pivoting. Like, you tried this, it wasn't for you, so you pivoted to another one. Tried that, wasn't for you, pivoted right. to another. Like, you're not settling in something that you're not happy or passionate about. So, yeah. so maybe like, yeah, like maybe you dwell into into it. A little bit yeah. longer than like your mental health is prepared for. <laughs> well, that's just like just say the least. Just healthy, just general. just like <laughs> mental, physical, emotional health is okay with, but you do pivot, and yeah. and it's funny. Um, it, I almost I feel like you're coming full circle. <laughs> I know you're like back to your roots. Like, oh 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 wait, I think started I started off freelancer, <laughs> went up here around the clock, and now we're back. To freelancer. Yeah. And, and that's... You said to find yourself. Well, yeah. And, I mean, it goes down to those... The options that we were mm. talking about earlier, too. It's like, I know that there's other things that I could try. So, like, we need to elim- either try them out and eliminate them or try them out and it works out. And there's... And you at know, least that, you know you tried them. Right. And... But then, you know, all along the way, it gets frustrating, too. Like, you have to, like... Be patient with yourself, I think, while you're... And give yourself some grace. Yeah. I think I've kind of forgotten that I'm still trying things out. You don't have to have it all together. I I definitely don't have it all figured out, and um, I'm okay with that. Um, You know what I love? I love that one quote online. I don't know it word for word, but it's something like, you know, I don't know why, like, society paints this picture that, like, by 30, you have to have it all figured out. Like, right. Right. Like, uh, and, it, and it goes on to say, like, how many people, like, finally figured out their passion or their career or whatever it is or their marriage, like, their, uh, where they want to live, whatever, like, at this age, at that age, you know what I mean? And, like, 
And I think that's the Age thing. Age is irrelevant. Age is irrelevant. <laughs> when you get to like close yeah. to that 30 mark, yeah. you're like, okay. It's irrelevant. And like, Age and the is thing irrelevant. is like, you, you're still figuring it out. That's okay. Like it's, totally it's okay. a journey. Like, I, I feel like I'm always still figuring it out. Like I went through so many phases. That's what makes it exciting though. I mean, I'll be turning 30 in August this year. Ooh, girl. So. August what? 15th. I'm August 10th. So five days <laughs> Leos. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of excited about my 30s because I feel like 20s have been, like, such a huge... Transition. Huge transition. <laughs> oh, and man. I'm, like, in my mind, I'm just like, okay, like, just get all the things... Like, get the things out that, like, you want to try. Yeah, you know? and, yeah. like, then you can, like, set yourself up. Like, you'll like, kind of, like, maybe be on the same page of something by 30 yeah like have it figured out like a just a little bit at least like knowing which direction north south east. like just pick the direction like you've eliminated southeast southwest like, like you're actually going south now. like your 20s you were just like a, a new york city like subway like you just like captain just jack's like, uh yes <laughs> compass He's just like, it's just spinning. He's the only one that knows. I'm just like, also wasn't the only one that knew. It was just like staring at it. Just, uh, what do I do? What do I do? Um, And then, yeah, by like 30, you're going to be like, all right. So like, I think I'm going that direction. (laughs) Clear line. I'm excited for that. I mean, it's the unknown, but I'm excited about that. I mean, like. So you're excited about the unknown. Yeah. Because I know that I've already tried like so much. That's good. Like, I'm excited because I'm, like, a little bit closer. To figuring it out. Yeah. Do you think that come 35 you're going to do this again? (laughs) Probably. Possible, yeah. I feel like like I am. I I feel like I'm always transitioning because I hate to settle and I don't, like, like, when I become unhappy and bored with something, like, and and, and I don't mean bored in, like, I need a bigger high in life. I just mean, like, if something is no longer serving a purpose to me, I'm like, I'm ready to find something that is, so. I've realized I'm, and you'll probably feel the same way when I say this, that I'm never content. I don't think that's bad You're, you're at least I'm content for periods. Yes. But then I get, I'm not, I'm not complacent anymore with, I guess there's complacency and being content. They kind of go like. I feel like, I feel like a better word for this is complacent. Because <clears throat> yeah. I feel like you can be content. Content. Satisfied. Yes, like, content to me yeah. seems like I'm still happy in this. Mm-hmm. Complacency means I'm settling, I'm unhappy in this, but right. I'm sticking with it just because I am comfortable mm-hmm. and and I'm not going to ever outgrow mm-hmm. it. Like, that's what I, I feel like complacency is like, I don't, like, I want to outgrow this, but I'm not going to yeah. allow myself to. I'm going to put myself in a box and yeah. just stick there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a better word is complacency. Yeah. Which I suck at. Like, I hate complacency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the moment I, like, it's no joke, like, the moment I start feeling, like, super complacent about something, it, like, eats away at me. Like, like you were saying, consumes you. Yeah. I'm like, I am so unhappy in this, I cannot possibly do it. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, it's like an expiration date. Yeah. Like, with spoiled food, for example. Ooh, oh, good so. <laughs> I I don't know. It's so weird how it got brought up. But, like, I was going to make a quesadilla the other day. <laughs> I'm, like, terrible with having expired food in my fridge. Ooh, me too. And there was, like, some cheddar cheese in there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cheddar cheese. Like, we're going to put it on here. Littered with mold. No! Littered. And I, like, had it in 
my hands and like there's just clumps oh. of green stuff and I look at the expiration date and it was like a month and a half old something yeah. like that and I I don't know I was just like for some reason I your creative brain yeah well I was already probably like <laughs> yeah. thinking about other things like yeah. while I was cooking and then but I was like expiration date like I feel that <laughs> I have hit my expiration date with this phase of my life right and it's time for a new the chapter. The only thing that you do with expired food is throw it out. It, and, yeah. You get something else that has a, a newer expiration date, and you roll with that. And I feel like... And you go with it. Yeah. And you give it a it chance. Expires. Yeah. And, you know, and then I guess at, at some point, maybe that analogy becomes irrelevant, where yeah. you are okay with... You actually feel like you're on the right page. Yes. Yeah. And you, can, yeah. you don't have really that expiration date. Um, and that's good. Yeah. Then you're looking at, like, something from McDonald's where it doesn't hold. (laughs) (laughs) French fries that stay alive forever. (laughs) Forever. You want to find yourself a Twinkie in life. (laughs) You want to be a Twinkie. (laughs) Hey, listen, everyone. Don't be cheese in life. Be a Twinkie. Golden rule. Getting, I'm getting that tattooed. I'm going to get it on my lower back. Find yourself a Twinkie in life. Never let it go. But, but that's the thing, though, is I think, like, to go back to, like, the whole 30s thing, like, I feel like that, like, first of all, like, at no point in time do you really ever have to have it all figured out. Like, people find it all different phases in life. Everyone's expiration date is going to look differently. But also, like, I feel like your 20s are the time you really figure it out. I was the moldy cheese (laughs) so many times. So moldy. I was moldy. (laughs) I was moldy cheese. You're like also Swiss cheese? Like you already had holes in yourself and you were moldy? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the holes were bad. (laughs) It was just bad holes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like broken, crumbled cheese. (laughs) But blue cheese, it like looks like you've been battered and bruised a little bit. It like, was. Like, knocked you down a little oh, it bit. did. Like I hit my rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the cheese that's in the back of the fridge that you forgot you bought two years ago. I was yeah. that cheese. But <laughs> maybe the cheese that you want to be, which is my favorite kind of cheese, is liquid cheese. Ew. Wait, what do you mean? Don't like the kind that comes out of a can? No. <laughs> like nacho cheese. Oh. Like, Valvina cheese. I know you meant like, like the. the I know you meant the kind that comes out of the can that we ate when we were like five. What cheese is that? Oh, <laughs> you didn't eat it like you'd like squeeze squeeze it onto crackers. Oh, easy cheese. Yeah, out of the can. No, yeah, I definitely but, ate that. But I'm don't be canned about, cheese in life. Not that cheese. It's the warm, like ooey gooey liquid gold cheese. Okay, that stuff doesn't mold. It doesn't, probably because it's not real. <laughs> exactly. I guess that goes back to being processed. But. Yeah. Morgan's, Morgan's um, her final point to all of this is be unauthentic, unhealthy. And embrace yourself during all of that uncomfortableness. And don't allow yourself to mold. I feel like oh, no. we just segued... <laughs> Off of a very beautiful deep topic into squirrel brain of cheese. That's okay. I love it. I mean, I guess we boil it down to is don't avoid yes. your expiration dates. Yes. 
Um, or don't ignore them. Don't ignore them. And don't don't put yourself in a box where like you feel like you have to stick to something in life, to a version of yourself in life that you have outgrown. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and that thing is like, this goes in every bucket, like careers, relationships, friendships, even like your own personal self-growth. Like yeah. I feel like we sometimes paint a picture of what we think we need to be. And we can outgrow ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I, Lord knows I have. Like, yeah, I mean you I've outgrown like, myself deeply. And like been like, you don't want to be that girl anymore. So like quit like forcing yourself to right. be that girl. Yeah. You have ideas of what you think that you should be doing or who you should be or what you should be involved in. And yeah. it's the shoulds that you should get rid of and make it a could. No, no joke. Um, one of my biggest things is I have worked on my shoulds because I will uh-huh. say like I should do this today or I should yep. be that I and and I've realized like for so many years in my 20s I've I've told myself I should be something mm-hmm. but not what I wanted to be you set yourself up for failure like well like, and unhappiness being frustrated yeah. because you didn't do the should I should be less I should be I should be more um disciplined in this area that maybe you don't want to be disciplined in yeah. like that's just like that's okay but um, you know, I make a lot of to-do lists and I, yes, which, lists. which like a lot of them are already labeled with like to-do or like shopping yes. lists. And so if it says to-do, I always put could do. Like Ooh. I literally like scratch it out and I could do. I did it the other day where I was oh like. God, I don't think I do that. Yeah, that's really smart. I'm looking at my to-do list. Because I like, when I saw that, it was like an instant trigger and it made me feel like the moment that I put these things down, like that's what I should be doing. And I knew that I needed to reframe that and say, Ooh, like, this is so what good. you could be doing. So I wrote down all of these things that I could do with my time. You know, I'm done with work. Yeah. There's all these things racing through my mind that, like, I want to hurry up and, like, attach myself to that I could do. And so I wrote them all down. Oh, my goodness. And then I was, like, I didn't feel boxed in. And I was okay with the fact that I had ten things on my list and that I didn't do all of them. Oh, yeah. I did. I always add, like, like, so much more to the list than I know I'm going to achieve, but I think it's to keep my options open. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Like, I think it's literally to be, like, like, kind of, like you said, I could. Like, I'll put, like, I could do these blog posts, (laughs) or I could paint a random painting. Right. (laughs) Well, because What's the options here? (laughs) Realistically, there's things that you actually want to do. Yeah. More than the other thing. Yeah. But you place that expect expectation on yourself to, like, be in a frame of mind to do all of that. Yes. When realistically, you're not. And no. that's okay. And, like, you'd feel much better at the end of the day if you did that thing that you were okay with than, like, doing all those things. Because you'd be happy with that product. If you yes. did the abstract painting... You'd be a hundred percent happy with that and be and able I would to feel, show it off. Yes, like, I would be. Yes. I would be content, very content with yes. that. Um, yeah. Whereas if I like attempted to do something that I didn't want to do and I didn't successfully do it, then now I'm gonna like beat myself up over it, right. which is like a whole nother topic. But yeah. well, we covered a lot of topics. <laughs> another <so>. <laughs> version of self love is like not being hard on yourself, but we'll master that. I think maybe by thirty, thirty, we'll do better at that. There's, um, so the amount of self-help books that I own Same. is... <laughs> it's insane. Cringeworthy. I'm like, I just want to be better. <laughs> How do I love me? Refine. 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 
frame the way you view yourself. So I have, yes, I have a lot of self-help books. And, you know, for a minute there, I was a little concerned with myself. I was like, God, is there anything else that you can read and, like, actually enjoy? But I enjoy. That's good. You know, self-growth and, like, figuring yourself out. You live with yourself 24-7. You're in your brain all the time. Like, you should make an effort. So, um... Jen Sincero, okay. she wrote this book called You Are a Badass. Oh, I have her, You're a, I have not read it, but I have You Are a Badass and Making Money. Okay, so I have that one too. A fun fact, I never finished books, so <laughs> I still need to finish it, but. <laughs> so the first one is, is really great, just okay. for like, is more generalized. Obviously the money one is like. Yeah, very money Literally, focused, yeah, for yeah. money, which is great also. But her whole story is. Like, she started out, she was living, like, in a garage. Okay. She was, like, in her 40s. See? Living. No one has it all figured out. Living in a garage. (laughs) Like, she, um, obviously, she writes books and stuff like that, and she's, you know, was writing. I don't know what she was writing at the time, but she was a writer. Yeah. And was just having a hard time, like, securing deals and stuff like that, and, like, literally saved up all of this money, an insane amount of money, like, 20 grand, something like that. To literally spend it all on, like, a life coach. Holy. Like, it was, like, one of those, Love like, that. leap of faith, you know, of just 100%. Like, this is literally. But that's risky. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, you know, I guess going back to what yeah. I was saying before, where, like, these people that take these huge risks, yeah. whether it be something like that or, yeah. like, putting themselves out there or the or uh, opening a business yeah that is like admirable you're like, like this I, is insane I love it I want to like I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where like I actually possess that quality but I'd like to like buddy up to it at least like rub shoulders and yeah. be okay with like those risky confident be confident in those decisions that are bold yeah you know that and you that you know aren't exactly safe and like might have a different like outcome your than your against the wall. Yeah, like you have two options: you fail or or you succeed. And Whew. you know, with Jen's situation, like her back was up against the wall. She was living in a freaking garage. She was like literally eating food out of the dumpster. Like oh my gosh. this was like how bad things yeah. were. And you know, put it all into a life coach and stuff like that. Turned her life around and like. I mean, now she has, like, four books or something like that. She, like, tours around, you know. She's obviously insanely successful and created this life that she obviously loves and was was made for her. But it's, you can't help but admire that. And so, like, when I read those books. You're inspired. (laughs) Inspired. And then, like. That flame definitely flickers down. Like and you're like, you're what like, am I doing? And I'm like faced with like that bold decision, and I'm like in a corner rocking. Like, <laughs> oh no, can I be bold like Jen? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> How did you do this? I think you just need it. What it boils down to is being in that. You got to be in that right frame of mind, and there's going to be no age, no time, no anything associated That's with for that. It. I it's mean, also never going to literally be exactly. perfect. The cards are not always going to align perfectly. And, you know, for Jen to be in her 40s and, like, actually feel as if she figured things out, she's living the freaking dream right now. Yeah. She's, I don't know how old she is now, in her 50s maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But regardless, we we shape our, our brains and we have these societal expectations of what you should be doing with your time and who you should be and... It's unrealistic. Yeah. Everyone's timeline is completely different. Well, that's why 
I, I really, really, really struggle with societal norms because everyone's timeline is so different. Like, I don't have the average vision of what a young woman should, quote, be. Like, right. very yeah. career-focused, very travel-focused. Like, I don't, like, my, my painted picture is not to, like, you know, settle down right now and, like, get married and, like, mm-hmm. and that's amazing for people whose it is, but, like, right. I feel like I... I almost, I would venture to say, I almost feel like kind of like the black sheep sometimes. Yeah. Because like in a lot of scenarios, that is the picture. And it's kind of like this pressure to like have it figured out by yeah. like 30 and be married and right. serve your purpose as a woman. And yeah. like, I, I just don't have that. And so yeah. I feel like I don't fit into those buckets quite mm-hmm. often. You know what I mean? Yeah. I resonate with that. Yeah. I had a friend recently, um... She was like, I never really understood why you thought the way that you thought about, like, she always thought you had, like, kind of, like, a commitment issue. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I don't really have commitment issues. Like, when I, like, I definitely become very committed. And then it becomes very difficult for me to be not committed. But she was like, I I never understood why you didn't want to, like, rush into, you were never, like, this giddy person about, like, getting engaged or married or, like, anything. You just have a different view. And she's like, and now I, like, kind of understand that now. And she's like, and it, like, suits you very well. And so it was, like, almost kind of one of those moments where it's, like, you're happy that you stayed true to yourself Yes. For those, like, for that reason. And, like, what other reasons or what other examples are there in a person's life where they should stay true to themselves, but they let those societal expectations take over. Yeah. I mean, like, with my career, I was going to say, careers yeah. is massive. Like, it is very much so. Like, go to college, get the degree, and then work in the corporate life and do the thing that seems normal, yeah. right? But, like, and that's fine. I think uh, that works amazing for some people. It doesn't work for others. Maybe some people don't want to work at all. They want to be a mom. They want to be... So they just want to travel, be whatever they want to be. Like, but I think that it's like, it does put pressure on you to try and mold to that. And, yeah. and so you kind of do, but at least good for you for trying all the above. Mm-hmm. And figuring out on your terms, not societies. Yeah. And also like when I've always kind of been bothered by the question of, so what do you do? Oh, I hate it. I hate when people of like, how are you? How, how are do you, you? Yeah, like, how like, are you happy in life? Yeah. What do you do? I'm like, why do you what care? Do you mean, what do I do? What like, do I do? Like, it's such a, like. I actually hate that question. Yeah, like, when you think about it, it's such a weird question to ask. It's basically what you're saying is, what do you do with your time? Yes. And it's like, what? Mine is what always like, that? like, when I ask, like, I, I I never ask people that. Like, I actually make it a goal. Because also, like, you also don't know someone's situation. They could have sure. just been laid off. They could, like literally be unemployed like they could be in a job they hate and what like what they're now gonna like have to brag about working at that job that they hate right fake it and And fake it exactly so I never ask people that but I'll just be like what do you enjoy to do right (laughs) like I was trying to like like transition it into like what basically what are you passionate about like well what do you enjoy to do really the real question should be what do you do in your spare time yes that's what you actually care about yeah (laughs) or or for the very few that they're actual time is what they're loving to do in life yeah. but yeah. it's just you can't really ask that a ton because I feel like right. it's not as normal and right. the people would be like okay thanks for making me cry <laughs> cool <laughs> thanks for reminding me I've, I remember 
remember being in situations though where like someone has asked that and like a friend of mine was like a stay at home mom yeah. at the time and she was like I'm a stay at home mom and they were like oh Oh, like it was like a like you could just see like the question mark across her face. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, you're the one who asked the question, and did you have an expectation? Yeah. What was your expectation for their answer? Like, I'm sorry. So staying at home, being a mom, isn't a isn't a job. Like, what if that was like? No, that's a job. That is a job. (laughs) Like, that's what she wanted to do for her whole life. I mean, my mom's one of them. Like, she's just always wanted to be a mom. That's amazing. Everyone has their own set of passions. There were other aspirations that she had and stuff like that, but she had me young. She had no choice but to be a mom, really. And she (laughs) excelled in it. You know, and she loves it. So, like, it's just the, it's, it's weird where the expectations come from. Like, it's almost like who created that? Why? I don't know. I also feel that way about the 40-hour work week. Yeah. Who, who did this? <laughs> who did it? We're coming to find you. <laughs> like, I think I looked it up one time, and it was, like, centered around, like, Industrial Revolution time oh, or something like that. Oh, I think, like yeah, that. that makes sense. Like, I don't know, because I was just, like, really, really angry about it one day, and I'm like, honestly, Passionate I need, I need Patricia a, name, was here. a name behind this tragedy. <laughs> I, listen, I remember being, like, 22 one years old and going like I was like dating this boy and like go to his family's Thanksgiving and the family goes what do you do (laughs) and I was like oh I'm a photographer like of course like like 21 you like don't have the most confidence have you ever heard of Tumblr before yeah (laughs) (laughs) what was that one uh pick 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 bucket or um I know what you're talking about bucket Whatever. Anyways, photo bucket. Photo bucket. Photo bucket. <laughs> but no, so I was like, I said, like, I'm a photographer. And I kid you not, like, the look on their face was like, <laughs> oh. Like, I'm disappointed in your response. And I'm like, well, why would you ask you me? instantly morph into a black sheep. <laughs> I did. I was the black sheep at the table. And they're all like, well, are you going to college? And I'm like, I mean... I'm in marketing classes so I can learn how to, like, market my business. Like, not really. I don't really care care about it. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, and what's your plan after that? I'm like, to keep being a photographer. Like, literally, I was just like, just get rid of me now. I don't want to be at Thanksgiving anymore. Like, my appetite is lost. Thanks, guys. I'm no longer thankful for family. I'm no longer (laughs) thankful for this boyfriend that I am going to break up with tomorrow. (laughs) I cannot do this a day longer. I want to cry in the bathroom and eat chocolate. (laughs) On Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. Never mind pumpkin pie. I don't even want the mashed potatoes. I just want to eat chocolate and cry. like in the bathroom with like a can of whipped cream. (laughs) They're eating the Hershey Kisses that are like in the candy bowl that like no one is actually supposed to eat. That they're for decoration. But I'm like just shoving them in my mouth crying. Yeah, I was just like, I just remember being like, what did you want me to respond with? Like, did you have an expectation? Did you want me to say that I'm in, like, law school or that I'm working full-time at some type of firm or marketing firm? Or, like, what was your what was your intent with this question? Like, And I don't think that people really even know. No. Like, that it, it has become that question that, like... I resent as, it. I yeah. resent it. But it, it's just become one of those things. Just like saying, like, hi, how are you? 
Yeah. People don't care how you're doing. They, it's, it's just, just like a habit. It's I know. a habit. It's a norm. And the same thing with, you know, that question. Or if you're at a wedding and someone's like, oh, like, you're next. You're going to get married. Or like, <laughs> like when are you guys having kids? And oh, my gosh. These, yes. All of these, these buzz phrases yeah. that people throw out there without any idea why they're saying or acknowledgement what they hope to gain behind from it. it yeah and i think maybe for some people it bothers me it obviously bothers you maybe for some people they just don't even maybe like, some people aren't triggered yeah, by this but me and you are like oh that's so rude don't ever ask me how i am don't ask me what i do with my time and i swear to god if you ask me if i'm gonna have kids or get married i will freak out <laughs> Basically, don't talk to me, even though I'm an extrovert. I'm an extrovert, <laughs> but just only ask me the questions I want you to ask me. But I think maybe, maybe what that telling sign is, though, is deeper conversation. It is Something deeper conversation. And I think it's also, I think it comes from a sense of being very misunderstood. Yeah, That is a huge, because that is the things it's like, I feel like those questions can sometimes like rub us the wrong way because we're so used to being the ones who answer them differently than people yeah. expect us to. And and I've noticed, like, when I get asked those questions, a little piece of me shrivels every time. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten better over the years. Like, now, like, being 28, like, someone asked me what I do. And I'm, like, yeah. not nearly as, like, triggered as I was right. at, like, a 21-year-old who was super, like, right. not confident in her yeah. herself or her career. But so I, like, now I can, like, with confidence say, like, full-time wedding photographer. Yeah, and, like, go on about what yeah. I do. But... I, I've noticed there's still like a little piece in me where like my stomach will turn and I think it's because we're so used to being the ones that are on the opposite side of the wall where mm-hmm. we're not doing what society kind we're of normal we're not normal quote normal yes because uh, people in the podcast people can't, can't they can't see us air <laughs> quoting right now but <laughs> like normal I thought maybe we would be saying normal <laughs> But air quotes around normal, like italicize normal, bold letters. (laughs) But like we're not, we aren't the average version of what you know we are told we should be. Especially like I feel like, especially from a young age, we are told like especially women like are told like be this Mm -hmm. and do this, Mm -hmm. follow these steps, Mm -hmm. and you will be a great woman. Mm -hmm. And we're not following those steps, and so. When people ask that, yeah, it's probably out of, like, habit. But, like, we, like, immediately go to a place of, like, I need to hide away because, oh, no, oh, crap, they're going to judge me. I'm not going to be, like, the version that they think I should be. Yeah. Or, like, you you get to a place, too, where, like, you know, now you're in a place where you're confident. Like, you have a successful business. Like, you know that, like, it's all of these things that you wanted it to be and you still find those moments where you, like, shrink back and it's in a weird way there still causes those like questions of potential doubt okay and like you still kind of like recede back to like maybe that 21 year old that it comes out real quick yeah Yeah. and it's like i'm like oh she's still here huh (laughs) so we i thought we we broke up with her (laughs) we ostracized her (laughs) she doesn't even go here (laughs) who invited her My inner mean girl actually has my back for once. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, get lost, honey. Mm-mm. Not today. We're we are we are a queen today. We're not insecure. We're not we're not hiding away at Thanksgiving. But <laughs> I I think that goes I guess kind of ties back to what I was saying before of it's admirable to yeah. be 
the to be not normal in this instance as yeah. much as it is frustrating and I've I'm obviously still I don't know if that ever really goes away for like a creative really creative struggle with it or I guess I should say more of an entrepreneur because there's some creatives out there that yeah are content with the nine to five working at an agency oh my gosh yeah hundred like percent well, I think it, what it comes down to is like like we were saying before is just finding your own version of content yeah. so if you're a creative who loves like stability and loves routine yeah go chase that like don't be pressured to go be the wild right. creative that like you can make goes off on a limb but like yeah. all in all, like follow your gut, follow what brings you joy. Like don't settle for things that make you super unhappy. And yeah. and if you feel like you're on the wrong page in life, chances are you're probably on the wrong page. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I can see why, like especially for you right now in this transitional period, why like you shrink to that like insecurity of Yeah, that. it's easy. I mean like that's yeah. another thing that you have to like combat. Yeah. And it, I mean, there's there's a lot of bears you got to deal with when you're you're choosing to to go off on your own. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot, and yeah. and I mean, and then when you pair that with the societal expectations, the questions and stuff like that, like you're constantly bombarded. You're with, with you're reminded to make you doubt yourself, and I think that as being like being an entrepreneur is becoming more like kind of trendy it actually now. is becoming um, more normal and um which is amazing I feel like good, I feel like yeah. the social media like like uprising has yeah. immensely helped with that I think people have accepted that like side hustles are more of a thing that right. doing your own thing like I, I like literally respect Gen Z so much because like they are they do like appreciate going off off of like societal like mm-hmm you know, train rails or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like us millennials kind of put ourselves in bubbles a little bit more just because, yeah. like, we are kind of conditioned to. But yeah. I do think it's becoming more um, accepted. Mm-hmm. But it still and has its... And support it. Especially, yeah. like, with COVID and stuff, like... Shop small. Shop small, like, support yeah. small business. Like, yeah. so people, I think, really saw how much, like, small businesses suffered. And they... It, it just kind of put a new light on it. That, yeah. like hey, these small businesses do really work their butts off and they have a lot of passion and care and they contribute to, you know, the world a lot. So we probably should yeah. care a little bit more and support them a little bit more. Um, and I think it's, and that's great. I hope that keeps like rising. I hope like people continue to like, you know, have that support. But I I can like, ev- even with support, it's still like, it, at the end of the day, it's still your brain that mm-hmm. you're going to have battles with of like, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome, comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and with it being... Decisions. <laughs> yeah. With it being so supported then, then it... That's another layer of pressure. <laughs> it's saturated though like, in a way. Yeah. Like, then you have to combat that whole other then they're like I think the imposter syndrome and the comparison becomes like a a, a bigger bear than what it used to be before like there's a lot of the narratives are kind of like switching in a weird way where they weren't like that before it was still difficult to like yeah get your name out there to like establish yourself and stuff like that have a following but like once you did that and if you were like more in the front runner of that like it was like way easier for you yep and now it's like but you know what? Every time you remind yourself of an obstacle in front of you, you're only setting yourself back. Yeah. Like I, I've done that. I've done that with 
this podcast, like, I would be like, there's so, so many. many podcasts. Like, why would I even start? Right. And I did it for two years. Yeah. I set myself back literally two years because I just kept saying, like, there's so many. Why would, yeah. why, why does it even matter? Like, why would anyone listen? And, and by doing that, I've now, like, literally, like, given up two years. Yeah. Where it could be two years ahead. Yeah. Like, ah, like, there's always going to be someone else out there. There's always going to be another creative, another painter, another graphic designer. No matter what industry you're in, there's there's always going to be someone. But, like, you just got to stay in your own lane and just focus on your road, your what I, page. What I have now been getting in the habit of reminding myself is that there's enough space for me. Yes. There's enough space for you. There's yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter if we're all doing the same things. Yeah. Like we have our own space and what it boils down to is people end up ha- making buying decisions based on the individual. Alrighty, so that is all I have for part one of me and Morgan's episode. That was a longer episode. Uh, I know usually my episodes are much shorter, so if you made it to the end, thank you for listening. I will be releasing a part two because we went on to talk for another hour after that. So, like I said, conversation was rolling. Uh, That being said, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your social media or share it with a friend or loved one. You can find all my other episodes and other good content on my Instagram page at Aristasia, A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. If you're on iTunes, leave me a review. It makes me super happy and helps me immensely. And then also make sure to join the Facebook group that I have. Great community and we talk wonderful things just like this episode. I do live videos, etc. You can find the link to that in the show notes as well as on my Instagram. So thank you for listening and till next time, my friends.